Welcome to the Book Business Boss Show, hosted by Julia Royston, helping you get your message to the masses, turn your words into wealth, and be a book business boss. Well, hello, I'm Dr. Julia Royston of BK Royston Publishing, Royal Media and Publishing, and the coaching community, the Book Business Bosses, where we help you get your message to the masses, turn your words into wealth, and be a book business boss. So today, uh, I am just super excited um, to be continuing our, our time together and really discussing uh, writing and the different genres to write in and um, what the benefits of, of writing uh, in multiple genres. Uh, of course, the, the main benefit, of course, is that, you know, more products, more profits. And then, but also in addition to profit, profits, you have an ability to reach uh, different audiences. And so therefore, I want to really kind of lay out in these uh, first episodes are really about the basics of, of writing in these gen- genres. And then we'll, we'll move into even more so um, uh, about the genres and dig deeper. And uh, as I get new information and as I see new ideas, I'll share it with you. And so uh, first off, if you need to reach out to me and let's have a conversation about your book, uh, visit talkwithroyston.com. That's my calendar. It is on the Eastern time zone. So feel free to, uh, if you're outside that the Eastern time zone or international, that you govern yourselves accordingly and uh, make the adjustments that meets your uh, date and time that you will definitely be available. And again, that's a talk with Royston. Dot com. All of my information, my uh, websites, my um, social media, all my contact information is at solo.to forward slash Julia A. Royston. That's S-O-L-O. Put a dot after that, T-O, all lowercase, forward slash Julia, J-U-L-I-A, and then another A in the middle, Royston, R-O-Y-S-T-O-N. That's J-U-L-I-A-A. R-O-Y-S-T-O-N. So feel free to reach out to me, um, make connections with me, and I'll be happy to help you move uh, to the next level. I'll eventually be talking about the uh, importance of a mentor and coach, but let's just have a conversation. Sometimes uh, just having an initial conversation, which the consultation is free, helps give you the right direction. Whether you publish with me, whether I coach you, whether uh, you self-publish, traditional publish, whatever that looks like, um, that you do it on your, uh, whether you do it on your own or not, or uh, uh, do not require the help of someone else, you want to do it on your own, at least get some coaching in regards to your ideas. I'm seeing too many people who have launched books and they've spent a lot of money, they've spent a lot of effort, it looks so well done. But the um, topic and the approach, especially for children's books, is not culturally appropriate. Uh, And it will not reach the audience it needs to reach. So be sure. Let's have a conversation. Uh, I feel like as someone in the literary community and someone who has um, been doing it for a while now, that I need to at least steer you in the right direction, get you on the right highway, um, because I have been blessed to have had people impart into me, and I want to do um, the same for you. Now, it's not a pick your brain session for everything, because I do charge for coaching and mentorship. Mentorship, if you're ready to go to the next level, 
but at least want to steer you in the right direction because I just, I, I cringe every time I see people that have headed in the wrong direction and with uh, a couple of tips and don't do this, do this instead would have saved them an awful lot of heartache and um, uh, and disappointment. So reach out to me, talkwithroyston.com, and let's have a conversation. If your question does go too far, I'll let you know what that looks like, whether I have a pre-recorded course or something else already, but I'll let you know. So the point of our episode today is uh, we're talking about writing poetry. And there's a lot of you who uh, write poetry, have written poetry, uh, if you're like me, uh, poetry was my first book uh, that I wrote, and I didn't even realize I was writing a book. It was just very therapeutic. I opened up one of those 80-count notebooks from Dollar Tree, Dollar General Store, and just started writing and poured my heart out to it, striving to heal a broken heart and striving to heal a broken life and get direction and hear from God and all of that good stuff. And so poetry was the, I didn't even realize I'd written a poetry book. I was just writing. I was just writing. And and uh, as they say, my pain was coming through my pen. And that's all I know. And um, uh, it was that was my first book, uh, all new season and word inspirations for divine living. That was my first book ever. My pictures on the first book. Uh, I thought that was the only book I would ever write. <laughs> Little did I know. But it was poetry. When I looked at it again, God said, get the notebooks out and start typing them up. I realized, oh, well, some of them rhymed. And some of them didn't rhyme, and uh, but it made sense. And I was like, "Oh my!" I had to tweak some of them, you know, so that the um, cadence made sense. And um, uh, because first off, uh, poetry is inspirational at times. Sometimes people, you know, can just look at a tree and just start writing about it. Me, I have to be inspired when I write poetry. I have to um, think about the subject matter. Think about uh, who the the uh, the poem is about. What the poem is about? Is it a person? Is it a object? Is it an experience? Is it pain? Is it grief? Is it love? Is it happiness? Is it sadness? Uh, what is it? So usually I'm inspired. Everybody doesn't have that. Um, some people can just write uh, extemporaneously off the top of their head and go for it. Me, I need to be inspired, but uh, I want the uh, poem to to move you. I wanted to have um, some feeling, some energy. I wanted to speak to either a pain point, uh, an experience you recognize. Uh, You know, uh, does it talk about, am I talking about a mama? You had one, you know, do you connect with that? Does any of the stanzas resonate with you? Uh, When I'm talking about uh, being in love, have you ever been in love? Great. I want that to connect with you. I want that to uh, make, uh, speak to the heart that was, as they said, in puppy love or a grown folks love, (laughs) high school love or what that, you know, college love, whatever that looks like. I want that to to make a connection with you. So even though uh, the book business boss, you think, oh, we're talking about straight code business. There are multiple sides to entrepreneurs. There are multiple sides to business owners. There are multiple sides to people, period. And some things they want to enjoy for just enjoyment's sake, things that they love, things that they, um, you know, a- a- enjoy and like. So therefore, a writing a book of poetry does not necessarily make you uh, a-, a spoken word artist. Sometimes it's just 
you just want to pour your uh, your heart out on the page. And that's a wonderful thing. So it can be inspirational. Number two, um, and it can be inspirational or non-inspirational. You can just be able to write like that and you're creative like that. Awesome. Uh, I congratulate you. And then secondly, it does, they all don't have to rhyme. Um, sometimes uh, poetry that's non-rhyming speaks to me because of the way the words are put together as much as the rhyming um, um, stanzas are. Now, I normally want it to rhyme, especially if I'm writing something to kids because they they get the rhythm and they make the connection and it holds their attention. It keeps them engaged if they can uh, understand that, you know, can and man and 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 love and dove and above and you know if they if they hear that that's a wonderful a cadence so also if you're writing poetry and you're writing to a different age audience young adults uh um women only or men only or whatever it, you're able to uh, connect with them on the level where they are so number uh number 3 is really making a a, a connection so whether it's rhyming or non-rhyming uh, making a connection. Sometimes it's visually with the words, you know, paint the picture with the words. You're able to actually see um, 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 the words on the page with the, the words uh, that are written and the words that are spoken. You can imagine it in your mind. You can see it in your in your imagination. If you close your eyes and somebody just read it to you, hopefully you can feel the wind through the breeze. You can feel the leaves moving and you can possibly hear them making that sound. So having that uh, imagery uh, is definitely, definitely important. Um, And then also when you're inspired, sometimes um, poems or a collection of poems can be about all about a specific topic they can all be a collection of poems about, I've had people do poems and short stories on faith, um, poems and short stories on love, poems and short stories on whatever um, um, the topic is. So sometimes it's a collection centered around one specific topic, faith, hope, um, um, belief, um, a love, uh, pain, uh, whatever that looks like. And then sometimes it could be a, a multi-theme collection um, where, you know, you just talk about a multiplicity of things. Now, if you have a multiples of the same thing, I, I kind of group them. If you have um, I, the optimal number of poems for in a book is between 40 and 50. So say, for example, you have um, 10 poems on love, 10 poems on faith. I would put them t- together and just say, you know, it's a collection of poems on faith, hope, and love. And then there you go. So you, it doesn't have to necessarily be a collection of poems about a one particular topic. It can just be a collection, uh, uh, eclectic. It can be on multiplicity uh, of topics and not necessarily a specific topic. The format of them can range. Um, the way it's laid out, the way, um, you know, some people are very specific. Some uh, authors are very specific. I want them centered. I want them left aligned. No, that one needs to be right aligned. And some of them, some people combine not only poems, but actually drawings that go along with them. So, you know, there are just multiple ways 
um, that poems can be laid out and that can be worked and and that can be presented in a different way. So um, when I come back, I'm going to talk about um, some other ways we can use um, poems and pieces of poems and because I'm all about repurposing content. I'll be, content. We'll be right back. So you've written a book and people liked it, but they want more from you, the message and your methods. Where do you begin? How do you get started? Visit BeABookBusinessBoss.com. That's BeABookBusinessBoss.com. And download my free ebook, From Author to Entrepreneur, at BeABookBusinessBoss.com. Helping you get your message to the masses, turn your words into wealth, and be a book business boss. And we're back. So we're talking about writing poetry. And um, I, I know that some time ago, some years ago, um, people were saying poetry is dead. No, it's not. I'm still publishing uh, books of poetry all the time, and people are having great success with their poetry. Um, people still love to read it straight out of uh, paperback, and they love to read it um, um, via their uh, mobile device uh, in ebook or electronic format, but also some other ways that you can utilize uh, poetry is a third way, and that's audio. Um, I have encouraged authors to um, take 10 of their best poems and record them via an audiobook. So when you record it via an audiobook, it turns into, first off, an audiobook, but then secondly, it can be streamed individually. So just like a, a music CD has tracks, one, two, three, to do music, you can do the same exact thing with your poetry. So whether you put music behind your poetry and read it, you can also stream them one at a time. So therefore, if you've written a, a book of poetry and paperback, that's one um, product. If you, uh, if you uh, format it for hardback, that's two. If you format it for ebook, that's three products. If you Now this is the same content. If you format it for audiobooks, that's four. And if you're streaming the content one um, track at a time, okay, so you got streaming as a whole CD product, but if you stream them individually and you have 10 tracks, that means you have basically 15 products to sell because you can stream a whole CD product, just like you go on Amazon and it has streaming or Spotify or you know, what any of the, you know, Apple Music, any of those things, you can stream the whole thing electronically to your phone or to your other mobile device, but then you can just buy one track at a time. So each of those tracks are a uh, product themselves. So when you add the streaming, that was five. But if you add each individual track being streamed, that's 10 more products. So you have literally created 15 products with one book, with one outlet. Okay, let that sink in. <laughs> because if you promote it correctly, if you uh, promote it correctly, you can have 15 products to sell with one book. Now that's the, the, the publisher, that's the promotion side of it that is really beautiful. And then if you add speaking on top of it, a spoken word, you stand before audiences. If you compete, that's another opportunity. 
um, to compete in, in slams and things of that nature. Now, that's to me for the younger audiences. I'll stand and read from my book all day long and read from my poems all the time. I've done international events where we've had poets from around the world, literally from around the world, um, go live and share each other's poetry, critique each other's poetry. Um, so I've been in critiques uh, with poets from around the world and it's been exciting. And I've been the old lady of the group and and probably the one who's who's written the most and published the most, but it was still humbling. It was still, you know, I was still holding my breath. It didn't matter how much I've done. And every time I release anything into the atmosphere, it's always, oh, you know, creatives are very sensitive about uh, their work. So, you know, that's just, you know, that's just definitely the way it is. But it's a wonderful opportunity for your creative outlet to be used and to be heard. Now, um, you know, I always talk about repurposing content, but you know, you realize you could also license or write and, and adapt that same poetry because, you know, rap is an extension of, of poetry that really took it to the next level. I think that's what really helped revitalize poetry was rap music because it was rhyming. It's a cadence, it's a rhythm, there's a beat with it. And the same is with poetry, but, you know, people have written poetry for people who had the beat, but they didn't have any words. And then there's people who have words, but they, they have no beat. And, and so even though the, um, the uh, poems themselves had their own rhythm and cadence to make them more widely acceptable, we put music behind it. So um, an all-new season of word, Inspiration, uh, for Divine Living, when I initially released it with my picture on the cover, I also uh, did a one-woman show. So that one-woman show, uh, I stood, I read my poetry, I sang, and I had a gentleman, Mr. Joe Logan, one of the uh, one of my favorite uh, keyboardist musicians uh, of all times, and. The the amazing part is I sent him like three poems. Uh, we met and talked about what I wanted, but we never rehearsed. Never. Never rehearsed. Yeah, I, I said it. We never had a practice. That's how good he is. So when I read my poetry, he does jazz, gospel, R&B. He does all kinds of music. He put the instrumental behind it. It was phenomenal. If you look, if you own it, it's available. Uh, and I have it, reach out to me, um, um, RoystonJulia at gmail.com. But it is a um, a collection of my poems and my music, and it's a one-woman show. And so I was able to have the music behind it and the ability, and it was, a um, we had food, we had, it was, it was recorded, it's a video, it's audio, oh yeah. We did it upright. Thank you, Brian Royston. <laughs> but it was a it was an awesome awesome experience. Thank you, Tammy Payne, because she she came up with the whole idea and the place and all that good stuff. So you know, I have a team, but poetry also opened me up to uh, my creative juices because that was my first book. And even if you are a business owner, and even if you are you sell insurance or you're a lawyer or a doctor. There needs to be some outlets that is just strictly creative, some way that you express what's going on in your heart and your feelings. 
and your emotions that connects with other people. So writing a book of poetry is just that. But having the ability, after I just showed you how you could actually have 15 products that you can be selling online at one time from just one collection of 50 poems, it's incredible. It's amazing. And then last thing, I think this is the last thing. Yeah, I'll go ahead and, and give it to you now. So one of the beauties of writing your own words and your own works is that you can come up with either a collection of affirmations or these same words can be used with another book um, to journal by, to inspire you by as writing prompts. Mm. Didn't think about that, did you? So now we're up to what? We got up to about 20 products now off of one collection of poetry, off of one endeavor. It can be used in a multiplicity of places. Not to mention merchandising, not to mention hats, not to mention shirts, not to mention bags, not to mention, oh, yeah, I'm the book business boss. Your book, your business, let's be a boss. Ah, yeah, that's what I do. That's what I enjoy. I see the big picture. That's my thing. So I get, I get super excited about it all. How can we, as business owners, expand our horizons, create products and services to be a book business boss? I'm Dr. Julia Royston, helping you get your message to the masses, turn your words into wealth, and be a book business boss. Have a great day. Bye-bye. You have been listening to the Book Business Boss Show. For more information on how you can become a book business boss, visit www.bookbusinessbosses.com. That's bookbusinessbosses.com.
name is Dr. Kendra Royston, president and founder of Stupid Science Incorporated, where it is our mission to help encourage and inspire underrepresented students to continue their pursuit of STEM careers. Now, some of you may not be familiar with the term STEM, but it's something that we in the field use to serve as a shorthand to refer to science, technology, engineering, and mathematics careers. We at Stupid Science hope to lessen the financial burden of students who have an interest in these fields because no one will do the research about us, care about us, and make the advancements that we need to help the people in our community more so than us. So, if you would like to contribute to our scholarship fund, you can visit us at www.stupidscienceinc with a c not a k .org or email us at stupidscienceinc at gmail.com. Listen daily to Envision Radio, great gospel music with incredible Christian talk shows. Go to www.envision-radio.com. It's where praise meets talk. For advertising or to place your ministry on air, call 502-390-2055.